Hello, hello, it's Nadine here with another mini episode for you on life, health and the universe. Welcome. Today I want to discuss minding your language. Now, what does that mean? Well, a long, long time ago, and I can remember uh, having this conversation when I started wondering about how much our language affects our behavior. And I was sat in the car with a friend on the way home from work after um, personal training. And I said, do you think that the way we speak to our children, and I hadn't had any children of my own by then, by the way, do you think the way that we speak to our children, the, the language we use, affects how they think about things? And my example was around uh, giving kids treats. Uh, that was, you know, that language for being good, right? So they're being treated with something for good behavior. And I said, do you think that the language we use determines how they then in the future feel about particular foods or whether it affects their behavior when it comes to their relationship with food and, and what's, um, I'm not going to say good or bad, what's mm, preferable, a better choice compared to a not so good choice. Like, does the language that we use impact the relationship that our kids have with food or anything, in fact? Um, I know I fall into the trap of telling my kids now, if they're good, they can have the thing, whether it's watching something on the iPad, whether it's having something to eat, whether it's going out to a certain place. There's that whole behavior reward thing that goes on. So I've been curious about this for a long time. And it pops up a lot. And the reason I want to talk about it today is because I think it's really important for us to observe our language and to mind our language. You may have heard before the idea of your thoughts becoming your reality. Well, your words, when you verbalize those thoughts, can be even more powerful. And I really do believe that they shape our reality, that they shape our relationships um, with ourselves, they shape our relationship, the, the words we use shape our relationships with uh, things that we have in our life, our habits and behaviors. Okay? And so minding our language and changing what we say can have a really strong impact on, firstly, our attitude towards doing something, but also, yeah, just our relationship and how we feel about making a certain choice. So let me give you an example. If Someone came to me and they said that they, uh, they wanted me to look at their current diet, okay? And they handed me a, a food journal and I noticed that there was uh, a, a whole bunch of unfavorable foods in there and a lot of them included sugar. And so 
I would talk to them about about that and okay a word or words that could come up are I need to give up sugar or I have to sacrifice sugar in order to get the result that I want in order to change my body so those two things have kind of negative connotations sacrificing something giving up something if you're giving something up it's it sounds like a punishment and so of course your feeling towards it is not going to be the same as if you say i'm going to stop having this thing or this thing no longer serves me um or i'm making a better choice or a different choice now so that was one example um other examples that i um that come up <clears throat> and we all do it well i think i'm i think i do it i've been good or conversely i've been bad um and so i'm going to do the thing or i've done the thing and therefore i am bad i've been bad uh suggesting that something that you do is bad for you whether that's drinking or staying up late i know it's bad for me um or eating the wrong thing i've been naughty now to me that brings up uh stuff <laughs> from childhood aren't we just naughty when we're children i don't know i don't have the answers to these things i just think it's interesting to observe how our language can shape our reality um i deserve it because i've been good i deserve the treat um i feel guilty in fact it's been quite interesting over my years as a personal trainer when clients come in after a holiday or a weekend away where the wheels might have fallen off a bit and it's almost like a confessional um I didn't do my exercise. I ate x y and z. I drank every night. I stayed up late. Confession, confession, confession. Now I'm here for my personal training session to be punished. Um you can see how that doesn't really uh sound that great. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I'm going to read you a little bit from a book that I was introduced to quite a few years ago now called Nourishing Wisdom. and i haven't got the name of the author um here hang on no i don't have the name of the author here apologies i can put it in the notes so he has one chapter that is called you eat what you are and i'm going to just read a couple of paragraphs from that so let's start okay You've probably heard the popular phrase you are what you eat, a maxim implying that the body assumes the characteristics of the food we ingest, consume junk food and a junk body results, or eat healthy food and a diseaseless body is formed. This saying is a clear distillation of the scientific model of nutrition that considers the body to be the sum of all the nutrients and chemical components of our food. Yet the statement you are what you eat tells only half the story of nutrition. The other half is you eat what you are. That is whatever we already are 
will determine the kinds of foods we reach for and the body we will help to create. For instance, if you imagine yourself to have little willpower or control in life, you will probably gravitate towards foods that create the experience of lack of control in the body, excess sweets, rich foods, or anything you consider irresistible. The more these foods are eaten, the more they are desired, and hence the belief, I have no willpower, is reinforced. On the other hand, if you imagine yourself to be well-disciplined, or even rigid, you will naturally reach for foods that maintain the experience of discipline in the body, bland foods, simple meals, and edibles that that do not leave you craving for more. Okay, I'm going to skip a bit now and just go on to read a little bit from uh, the same chapter um, in a section that's called Eating Our Attitude. Many of us are concerned about health and search for ways to prevent disease through diet and supplements, yet we often overlook the importance of an ingredient consumed at each meal. Attitude. If you eat something bad for you with an attitude of guilt and self-punishment, the experience of the food will certainly be unnourishing. Any toxins in the meal are made doubly potent simply by adding fear. Yet the same food eaten with an attitude of celebration may have a very different reaction in the body. Likewise, the healthiest foods may prove unhealthy if the motivation for eating them is based on a fear of disease rather than a love of life. Now, isn't that interesting? Uh, We have a lot of power and our words hold a lot of power for us. Um, I've actually noticed in my gym experience how um, the language I use before I train, I do CrossFit training, as some some of you may well know, and I've competed. But when I go into training and my attitude in my head, and I may even verbalize it, is this is going to be hard compared to, I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to try, or I'm worried I won't be able to do it compared to, I can't wait to give it a go, really shapes the outcome of my training session or the competition that I'm doing. Our thoughts and our words are powerful and they shape our reality literally from moment to moment. And that's really what I wanted to share with you today. Because as I've mentioned before, consciousness is one of the tools that I recommend that we have so that we can take control of our health and the choices we make. When we observe our own behaviors and we become conscious of our patterns, then we can begin to make choices that might work better for us. And the language we use is part of that. So if you care to observe yourself and the language you use, I'd be really interested to hear from you, to know if there's anything that you'd like to shift or anything that pops up um, that might be shaping your reality in a way that maybe you don't want. I'll see you soon.